when the son and I read the book, The 100 Best Family Games, a game about beheading nobles and trying to have the most valuable collection, seems like a macabre theme for a family game. Nonetheless, he and I like the sound of guillotine, which takes place during the French Revolution. A few weeks later, during a casual conversation with our neighbor, she mentioned that one of her favorite games to play was guillotine. The son and I were excited because we wanted to play it. Luckily for us, she received it as a gift that Christmas. We walked all the way next door, all of about 40 feet, to play Paul Peterson's guillotine. The game where you win by getting ahead. Check it out. Welcome back to the Lunch and Board Game. I'm your host, Adam Collins. And now we'll take a look at the rule clarity for Guillotine. In an unusual turn of events, this game was explained to me. I later looked over the rules, and the rules to Guillotine are quite straightforward and simple. The rule sheet is small enough to get stuffed into the card box, and yet it has plenty of examples to help explain every concept. Time to explain to newcomers. It took my neighbor less than 10 minutes to explain it to my son and me. The gameplay is simple, though it is the strategy of the action cards that make this game a lot of fun. Gameplay To set up, first you must assemble the guillotine itself. In the latest version, it is a flat rectangle that you pop out into a rectangular prism, securing it upright with its own attached stand. Then place this on one end of the table. Sort the cards according to their backs, and shuffle each deck. Deal from the action card deck five cards to each player. Finally, flip up the top 12 noble cards and place them side by side, leading up to the guillotine. Once the queue is complete, you are ready to begin. The game is set during the French Revolution of the late 1700s. You are an executioner trying to collect the most valuable heads for, and I quote from the rulebook, Bragging rights back at the guillotine operator's locker room. Given this setting and scenario, King Louis XVI and Marie Antoinette are worth the most points, which is five. Side note, the guillotine was invented by a physician during the French Revolution as a method to be more efficient and humane. Of course, there were older versions and predecessors used in prior centuries, the Wikipedia page for the guillotine is an interesting read, and I encourage you to give it a browse. Anyway, back to the game. Guillotine is played over three days. A day is over when all 12 or more of the nobles have been executed. Then, a new set of 12 is dealt out. After the three days, the operator with the highest score is declared the winner. A player's turn consists of three steps. The first one is optional, and that is playing an action card. The main two purposes of these action cards are to manipulate the order of the nobles or to mess with an opponent. Now, be sure to read the names at the top of the cards and enjoy the amazing artwork. Both really enhance the enjoyment of this tongue-in-cheek game. For instance, there is a Let Them Eat Cake card that states if Marie Antoinette is in the line, move her to the front of the line. My favorite card, though, is the extra cart, 
which features a person with a wheelbarrow and allows you to add three more nobles to that day's line. Next, the player takes the noble closest to the guillotine. The player has successfully collected this head. This is why you want to manipulate the line in the prior step. You're trying to get the most valuable head to the front of the line for you to collect or set the line behind you so that the person next gets a less valuable head. Some of the heads, though, are worth more if paired with others, like the palace guards. The more of them you have, the more points you score. Some are worth negative points, like the poor innocent victim, who's worth negative one. Some are just worth the face value printed on the card, like the bad nun, who's worth three, and my personal favorite, the piss boy, who's worth one point. And yes, he is carrying a bedpan full of pee. The last step is to draw a new action card. Whether you played one or not, then play passes to the next player. This continues until the end of the third day. Replayability. As with any great game that boasts a playtime of 30 minutes, the son, my two neighbors, and myself played guillotine three times in quick succession without stopping. It is that good, and it has that level of replayability. There are 50 different noble cards in the game, and you will likely see only about 36 to 40 per game. Some games may be flush with palace guards, and someone could try to collect all of them to maximize scoring. Another game, you might be holding on to the Let Them Eat Cake card, but Marie Antoinette, well, she doesn't appear. Also, the order in which you see the nobles can dramatically change your strategy. This is what makes you keep coming back for more. Component quality. Component quality. Guillotine consists of 110 cards in the titular guillotine. The cards are of standard quality. The guillotine is made of similar material. Nothing is too fancy, but yet nothing is lacking. Lunchtime potential. Well, I just mentioned it a little earlier, but the playtime of less than 30 minutes makes guillotine an ideal game to play at lunch. The table presence of the guillotine itself doesn't hurt either. I can only imagine what kind of attention this will garner from my coworkers when I take it into the office. They could have just made a card that had a picture of a guillotine on it to place the head of the line. But no! The publisher, Wizards of the Coast here in the United States, went all out. Artwork. Quentin Hoover and Mike Rabe hit it out of the park when it comes to the artwork for Guillotine. Like I said earlier, be sure to read the cards and enjoy the artwork. The card Fainting Spell is another of my favorites. It depicts a lady passing out and falling backwards. The action allows you to move a noble up to three spaces backwards in the queue. Then there is Le Idiot, who looks a little goofy, and yet that card allows you to move a noble up to two places forward in the queue. I'm telling you, this is some of the best artwork meets theme I have seen in a game in a very long time. Other. There are no expansions for Guillotine. I cannot see how they could add to this game other than just adding more nobles to be doomed to lose their heads. However, as I was looking into this game, as I normally do when doing research for a podcast episode, I noticed that older versions of this game, closer to when it came out in 1998, and some foreign versions, the guillotine that was included is a little bit better quality than the one currently sent in the box. So I decided to look on Thingiverse.com for a 3D printable guillotine, and I was not disappointed. 
Of course, there were many to choose from. I selected the one that I thought was best and had a friend print me one to gift to my neighbor. I've included the link to this specific guillotine in the show notes and also a picture is on the Facebook page. It is awesome. And for some reason, it really does add another layer of hilarity and doom to this game. Bang for the buck. Well, Guillotine is not currently available at my local game shop. However, it is available on the web. It retails for $14.99, but you can get it for a little less than that. At $15, it is well worth it. For less, it is simply a steal. But don't get caught stealing it, or you might find yourself in the line of the nobles. In summary, Guillotine plays 2-5 to five players out of the box with a suggested age of 12 and up. I am guessing that that is due to the, you know, beheading of people, you know, the macabre theme. I, however, had already read the chapter about the game to the sun, so I felt it would be mean to not let him play it along with me. And play it, we did. On Board Game Geek, it garners a 6.5 rating with 20,000 reviews. For a game from 1998 that seems to be a bit more obscure than it should be, that is a decent rating. Of course, I threw my 7.5 in there to help it out. Guillotine was everything that I wanted it to be. Now that we 3D printed our neighbor a guillotine, more befitting of the game, we eagerly await another chance to collect heads. You can reach out to me as usual at facebook.com slash groups slash eat lunch and board game. Find me on my website at eatlunchandboardgame.com. Email me at eatlunchandboardgame at gmail.com. And remember, board games build bridges. Stay in tune with all things sports around Indiana and the nation with the Crash Course Podcast. Each week, we tackle the big storylines from the world of the Colts, Pacers, and the Indiana College scene, while also keeping a pulse on the nation. We record live weekly at twitch.tv slash 3cmedia, and can be found on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever podcasts can be heard, you can catch the Crash Course Podcast. When you're gaming, why not be comfy? Go over to supportplayer.org. Click on the cards, pieces, and dice to get some merch. These t-shirts are some of the most comfortable I have ever worn. That's supportplayer.org, and there's a link on eatlunchandboardgame.com.